Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. Happy to have you joining us here, and we are hitting episode number 96. Uh, I'm Tom, clean-shaven today, so that there will be no abrasion with the microphone as I speak to you. And I'm joined, as always, by Jim. Jim, how's your shaving situation this morning? I'm a little scruffy, but I don't have a, uh, I don't have earbuds and a mic. My mic is actually sitting here next to me, so... Um... If it starts scratching, I've I've fallen over, and so that's bad. So, so just a note for those that only listen to our podcast. Um, I thought Jim was about to take a sip of his uh, water out of his mic. It looked like a water bottle for a moment. <laughs> so, if you if you need that visual in your life, I'm going to encourage you to go check out our YouTube channel. Um, and if nothing else, then just for that. But you got two handsome guys as well. Absolutely. Well, well, Tom. Uh, you know, anything happening in the world of pro? Goodness gracious. We, it's been a week and all of a sudden it's been a week. Um, and, and even more to come because next week, just, you know, kind of forecasting ahead. And we'll talk about this probably at the end too. Um, will be our huge pick em week. Uh, that will be, uh, we'll be picking Clash of the Castle. We'll be pitching, pitching. We'll be picking, um, <laughs> Could have sounded terrible. Um, worlds collide, which is can we, can we not pick worlds collide? I'm just so nervous about that already. <laughs> <laughs> I am too, to be perfectly honest. And I haven't seen NXT this week. I've seen like the women's title match that got set and and the the men's. Um, I, I still don't know because I haven't seen or read the results. Have you seen NXT? No, it's and the DVR. Okay. Yeah, I still don't know. I, I made a move in our fantasy wrestling league to pick up Wolfgang thinking. Oh yeah, they'll put the titles back on an, an, an NXT UK team, and now I don't know. Like that may not have happened on Tuesday, so we'll, I'll find out sometime. I I just finished Dynamite, um, so maybe I can get NXT done this weekend. Of course, I'll have Rampage and SmackDown to watch too, because I've been watching SmackDown quite a bit lately. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, Worlds Collide. I, I think we should pick it, but I I agree with you. It could be an absolute cluster for one or both of us. Um, that might be the one where the correct way to do it is whoever makes the first pick, the other guy just goes, yeah, that sounds good. Do that. Um, <laughs> the likelihood of drawing a name out of a hat for your pick and actually making the pick probably have almost the equal probability of you being right. <laughs> well, I will say I have a pretty good feeling on that, that men's title unification match. So, um, and I, I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, so worlds collide and then all out, uh, which, all out got a bunch of stuff added to it this week. Don't you love that? Yeah, I know we're not like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna close like, with AEW talk, but yeah, it's like Wednesday night. We went from there was two matches, I believe, pretty formally set. Three if you the casino it. match had been announced, which still doesn't have any participants. So yeah, yeah. But it would I don't I don't remember it being on TV. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was last Friday it was on TV. I know I saw something on Twitter. Yeah, and then all and then and then all of a sudden five matches in one night and and in six if you consider the shift in the women's title so it's like well and the shift in the six man yeah so, yeah yeah which again what we're gonna we're gonna do aw at the end today because we've done we did last week pretty much almost all aw so we wanted to talk wwe because honestly wwe is worthy of conversation at this point sometimes uh, we haven't talked about it for a while because there just hasn't been anything or we feel like all we're gonna do is you know complain um and, and we've done plenty of that over 96 episodes too. But I, I think I said this last week, week before sometime on here, Tom, and I think, think you kind of were in agreement with me. 
I am more interested in and excited about WWE right now than I have been in years, year easily years, um, many years. I couldn't. I'd have to really kind of look at things and go back and tell you. Probably the last time I was that excited was was before I moved here to Nebraska and was able to go to a few more live shows. And maybe I was a little more excited because I was going to see something live and that sort of thing. Um, but watching on TV, I wish I had time to watch all of Raw now. I haven't said that in a long time. I watch all of SmackDown usually now. I haven't done that in a long time except that episode here or there if I if it was a big episode or if I knew something was happening or, you know, on Saturday I saw that, oh, this cool thing, you should go out of your way to see this match or whatever. Um, and even then I might just pick out that segment and watch it that some that have been called out. How, how are you feeling? Are you finding that you're watching more WWE? I know you record it because you work from home and you're able to have it on during the day, but I know there were also times where you'd record it but wouldn't actually watch all of it because... It, there were just other things that you would rather do with your time. Yeah, so I definitely have shifted from, I'm going to use the word apathy. Whether that's the best descriptor or not, I don't know. I've shifted from an attitude of apathy towards the WWE product uh, to, um, I'm going to call it tempered excitement, but I would say that it's rising quickly above tempered excitement. I will say this, like last week, for example, uh, I had recorded SmackDown and had all intents to watch it. And then our family just had one heck of a weekend. Everyone went back to school Monday earlier this week. And by the time like I hit Monday, SmackDown, watching SmackDown in the context of all of the other moving parts of my life just wasn't going to happen. So I just deleted it. But I heard good things about it. So I, I, was, I was disappointed to, to have to not watch it. And for me to make that statement, to say I was disappointed to not have the time to watch it. Um, is not something I've said about WWE in a long time. I definitely will say that I am prioritizing Raw. Um, again, people who listen to us know before, you and I are part of a fantasy wrestling league that we've been facilitating for upwards of 15 years or so now. And the weeks that I score, uh, you know, we do, we, you and I are the, the, the commissioners who, breaking news, hold the curtain back on two spot monkeys. Um, we're, the com we're the commissioners of the league, so we're responsible for the scoring of the shows uh and we take we take weeks at a time just to help it just not they you know if we're both in the document at the same time it can be a disaster um yes so because yeah. i've done that before I, I like literally put a bunch of results and hit save and i go and where did they go and oh yeah i was in it too oh gosh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that was a good shift we made a couple years back yeah. Yep. Um, so, so the weeks that I score, I really am, am more locked in. Um, and I try to get through it a little bit quicker the weeks that I don't score like this week as a good example, I am at the main event of raw, but I've not yet watched the main event. I don't know what happens in the main event. Um, so I hope that doesn't come up in our conversation today because I'd prefer not to be spoiled, but if it does, I you know, remind me what the main event of raw the, was. The main event is edges return to Toronto for the first time in over 10 oh, right. years. He right. fights Damian priest. Um, and so I'm I'm at the point on Raw where they've made their intros or Edge is finishing his intro, and it's and they're so I'm ready to watch that match. Um, so all of that all of that contextual information around the, the topic, you know, Raw has definitely been after post Vince McMahon 
a different level of energy, a different approach. And it's been really clear. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, you, you, if you were to say, okay, watch a show from mid July and watch a show from mid August, they're not, they're not, you know, two of the same. So that's, that's been, that's been a unique um, shift because of the mindset and the creative direction that Triple H has taken things uh, amongst whoever else is involved in it. I don't know all the backstage stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm definitely very high on it. Uh, actually, and that as well. Even though I'm a little, we again we talked about the NXT uh, Worlds Collide, NXT UK Worlds Collide thing. I didn't care enough about NXT UK before this happened, so it's kind of like um, I was trying to think about this last night because I knew what we were going to kind of be talking about today, and I'm like, yeah, is there ever a good comparison? Like, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't old enough or big enough of a fan when the USFL went away and those guys went to the NFL, right? So like, not that, not that they had a battle of NFL versus USFL first, but I would imagine like, if you didn't care enough about the USFL and then they started playing NFL teams, like that's, that's the kind of comparison I'm trying to make to, to this. Um, I love Tyler Bate as a good example. I think he's an amazing underused talent. But Tyler Bate, Bron, Ray, Bron Breaker coming up, it'll be great. It'll be great. I have no doubts about that. But like my my oomph for it, I I'm hoping when I get to NXT this week, um, I get a little bit more behind that. Yeah, no, and and I agree a hundred percent on the worlds collide. Um, I, I didn't strongly care about it when it happened before. Um, now this is a little different because NXT UK is going on hiatus after they run through well they say they're saying after worlds collide but i'm not i'd really have to look i don't think they're gonna have all of their uh taped episodes which lead up to tyler bait winning the title um which is a little bit weird that they went ahead and just put tyler bait on nxt um with the uk title and we don't know that he actually won the tournament yet if you watch uk which tells me they know that most people don't watch nxt uk so it didn't matter um i don't think they're gonna have those episodes done before worlds collide because they're just in the opening round, I think. Still, I haven't, I haven't scored this week's uh, UK. So, with only like one week to go before you know, or two shows today or last. Let me try this again. Jim talking. Take two. Yesterday's NXT UK show and next week's before Worlds Collide. Um, I don't think they're going to get there. Um, so I don't know if they're going to burn off those episodes still after Worlds Collide. I, I would hope so. Let the tournament play out for those who do watch it. Um, even though they, it's been spoiled for them. If they watch, I'm assuming if they watch NXT UK, they probably watch NXT 2.0. I can't believe there's a lot of people who UK is their one. Now maybe in the UK there is some people who that's their. They watch that and not 2.0. There probably are some people like that. I can't think it's a really big group. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, WWE as a whole. Um, oh, next week is the final UK episode. Annette said so. Um, Annette, have they, do you know, have they gotten to the point where they don't have to burn through things or I feel like the semis, I feel like the semifinals were on this week's TV. Oh, okay. So it would make sense that if next week is the final, that would be the finals. Okay. Which, well, yeah, at least, could... at least chrono chronologically, right. big, big words with multi-syllables have been my challenge this week. <laughs> I, uh, oh man. And I used to think I was somewhat articulate. Uh, <laughs> So, well, we know you can say, get out here. I'm going to choke you out. But, yeah, you know. yeah. Come on, brother. Um, 
for the for the for the timeline for the at least he'll have that belt in real time and in uh, TV time in time right, for a world. Right. So I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that 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 it did work out. Maybe they knew it worked out that way already, or they made it work out that way. Certainly, um, they maybe they cut some other undercard stuff to get it all in. I don't know, but. Uh, so Worlds Collide will be the end of NXT UK. NXT Europe is coming next year in 2023, uh, which will broaden things a little bit. Um, as we talked about last week, other than the people, they've kind of moved over to 2.0, like Bate and Gallus and Blair Davenport, Miko Satamora, um, at, at least in the short term. We'll see how many of these people stay beyond Worlds Collide. Um, Charlie Dempsey, William Regal's son, I know, uh, shows up this week. Um and, and some others, I'm sure, uh, the vast majority of the UK roster was released last week. So uh, we'll see if any of them get brought back for NXT Europe next year. Uh, probably did, if they weren't going to use them in 2.0, probably didn't make a whole lot of sense to keep paying them until, you know, next year when they when they do Europe. So I, I get the releases, let them go do whatever. And then if they want to bring them back, they can bring them back if they want to come back. But WWE main roster proper. Um, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Raw just doesn't get, I watch a little bit of it on Tuesday mornings before I go to work. Um, and then it, if I get through everything else later in the week, then I come back to it. My problem is by Wednesday morning, I want to watch NXT. Thursday morning, I definitely want to watch Dynamite. Friday morning, I'm still trying to catch up on Dynamite and NXT or, or I'm recording <clears throat> uh, this podcast. And then by the weekend, I'm I'm trying, you know, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, and SmackDown all seem to be higher on my priority list than Raw. And I think some of that, as far as at least as far as SmackDown goes, um, is is a time thing. I can get through that two-hour show, you know, quicker obviously than the three-hour show. That's how time works. Um, but uh, I, so I do think it's some of that, which is too bad because I know there's been some really good stuff on Raw. I've kept up on Raw. I read the results. Um, I agree with you. I, I tend to, if I'm scoring our fantasy wrestling league, as you said, um, then I try to score it as I'm watching it, you know, just put in the next match each time, uh, <clears throat> which makes me pay a little more attention and makes me more, like, more likely to want to do that on the weeks. I'm not scoring a lot of times. I'll just read the report quick. Um, if I know that I'm not, uh, going to have time. So do you have to go get the dog, Tom? No, sorry. Lots of lots of traffic on my on my block this morning. Um, just, so just checking, just doing, just checking. The Bobo dog, just making sure everybody knows, don't come here. Um, <laughs> but uh, the big news from Monday, minus yes. whatever happened in the main event, because again, I can't see it, so I can't speak to it, was the return of Johnny Gargano, which was pretty sweet, all things considered. How did you feel? Yeah, I. I haven't seen that part, but I, I oh. saw it online. Spoiler, no, no. Tom. Sorry, Jim. No, no, and it wasn't. It, you didn't spoil it. I, I long ago spoiled it um, on social media um, because, again, I know I'm not going to get through all of Raw, so I don't try to avoid spoilers for the most part. If I knew something big was happening, like if they had some big world title match that I actually thought had a chance of, you know, of a, a title switch, I might try and avoid it and then try and find the time somehow. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did like that they kind of, it seems like they kind of came back from commercial and then Gargano's music hit. So it wasn't, yeah. 
you know, there's different ways to do returns. You know, we've had like the carrying crossway where he comes out and attacks Drew and, you know, puts the, the hourglass. There we go. That thing. Um, I'm like the, the time thing. Um, the hourglass. Boy, this is really good that you're listening to a podcast this morning or whenever you listen to this, folks, because the two podcast hosts can't talk. So, yay. This will be good. Uh, Hard our words. Um, but you know, put that out and, and so you've got that, you've got, you know, the, the surprise at the end of a match, like Bailey and Dakota and EO, but just the random kind of, Oh, the music hit and great pop in Toronto for Johnny Gargano. Um, a little bit interesting that they chose to do it in Toronto. And, and I don't know, you know, when was the contract signed and all of that, but they were in Cleveland just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and yeah, it would that have been two on the nose, right? That, maybe, that's the question right. that I wondered. And maybe they wanted to just be like, yeah, everybody expecting Cleveland, but you didn't expect it in Toronto. And and they're right. I, I wasn't like, I kind of had a feeling he was coming back because the stories have always been that he and, you know, Triple H really saw a lot in him. And, and obviously the way he used him in NXT showed that. Um, and since Triple H has come back, there have been an awful lot of those people who have started to reappear, Dexter Loomis and Karrion Cross and, numerous others dakota kai coming back to the company eo staying with the company when it looked like she was on her way out uh <clears throat> so i expected gargano back and i also kind of felt like if it, if he was going to go to AEW, it would have happened by now like so i don't know if maybe there was some conversation behind the scenes of like triple h and him talking like hey there's some stuff going on here don't do anything like i think we'll be able to talk soon um <laughs> Annette put an hourglass uh, emoji in our comments. So, yes, I, the timepiece thingy. Everybody knew what I meant. Um, <clears throat> but uh, could you imagine if someone actually, instead of the ha having like the visual of an hourglass, they actually had a watch instead? And they like they walked up and they set their watch on the apron. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you you have to go pick, pick up the watch and look <laughs> at it. Like. Yeah, TikTok. It's digital. It doesn't TikTok. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and I expect some, I, I expect more to come back at the rate that he's going with his returns. You know, I expect, um, I, I think Bray, Sean Rossap has said he thinks Bray could come back um, because Bray and Vince didn't get along. It wasn't Bray and Triple H. Uh, you know, Braun Strowman, maybe. Eh, I could care less about that, to be perfectly honest. But um, Bray, I'd like Bray back. That would be good. Um, I expect with Johnny back, we'll see Candace back at some point, too. Uh, so yeah, I I was super excited to see Johnny back. I love that it looks like his first feud, mini feud, whatever. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, is going to be with Austin Theory, which I think is good for Theory. Um, there's a little bit of me. I don't think they'll do this. There's a little bit of me that's like, what if Gargano were to win the Money in the Bank briefcase from Theory? That would be cool. Um, but I don't know that they're going to push Gargano that fast, that hard. Um, maybe. I mean, we don't know, but. Unless you were actually going to have Gargano beat Roman, which you and I have always talked about, the guy who beats Roman, they need to have be somebody who that will make, and and Gargano would fit that role. I wouldn't do it too fast though. If you're going to like, if there's even a thought of doing that, build Gargano on the main roster. You, he's never really been on the main roster for a long run. He's had you know he had some cups of coffee with Champa there, but um, which that puts he and Champa back on the same roster as well. Um, interesting. Um, I 
they did enough Gargano versus Ciampa that it, when it was done, I was ready for it to be done, even though they were always great. It's been long enough now that if you revisited it at some point, I could be in, in, interested. Or if you put DIY back together for a run, I could be interested. Um, they would be good challengers for the Usos, although I think we're going somewhere else with the Usos. I, I wonder how we're to, and I think we just have to state this, like if, if Gargano Ciampa didn't end in the early months of the pandemic, could we have a different taste in our mouth about it? Because sure. I want, wasn't there blow off like it was like an empty, yeah, it was like an empty arena match, but it, like it, it was like it wasn't called that, but that's what it was. So, right, it was in an undisclosed location and yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I agree. And it's sad that as, as good as that feud was, they didn't get a chance to have the blow off in front of a crowd that would have been hot as heck. Um, just was the time we lived in and you know it's like it's sad that drew mcintyre's first world title win was you know in the performance center with absolutely nobody there um not even the thunderdome yet you know they hadn't gotten gotten to that technology yet so yeah i mean there's a lot of things we can lament from 2020 especially and, and into 21 but um that that definitely is one of them gargano and champa's end wasn't what it could have been um, and empty arena wrestling is really hard. Was really hard for me to get into. Um, Thunderdome was a little better with the piped in noise because at least it sounded right. But yeah, that was tough stuff back then. Um, they did the best they could with what they had, I guess. But it was rough. Um, I am loving probably the thing I'm most excited about right now in WWE. And I don't know, I could probably change this answer two or three times. Is like, if you brought something else up and I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm really excited about that too. Which is cool because again, there's been very little of that uh, over the course of 96 episodes, I would argue uh, that you and I have been doing since 2020. Um, I am most excited about the, I'm going to call it reboot for lack of a better word of Kevin Owens. Um, they're making Kevin Owens mean something again. I mean, this week he came out in his old NXT shirt. It was the NXT Titantron, the music, everything. It was basically NXT Kevin Owens from, you know, except he didn't have the title over his shoulder from when he debuted against John Cena. Um, loving it. And I'll just go ahead and put a prediction out there. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be the team that defeats the Usos for the tag titles. Because I think we're headed towards the Usos attack Zayn. And Owens is the one who makes the save eventually sometime here. And then I think we go to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos in this setting, the way that Triple H is kind of letting the guys, it seems like, go a little bit more in the ring than we saw in previous the previous regime. Sign me up. That could be a banger and a half. Um, Sami has looked... Sami Zayn is somebody who, I mean, he's incredibly talented in the ring and he's a great character but i had grown really weary of the whole conspiracy theory character and and we talked about around wrestlemania like the johnny knoxville stuff just wasn't for me because i'm not a, a jackass fan um, not that i'm against it it just isn't something that i've ever gotten into so he's been one of those characters where i'm like i enjoy him but i'm just not able to get into what he's doing for the most part for the last couple of years almost really um I'm into what he's doing now with the bloodline. I'm loving it. Um, the lovable loser, almost the, you know, he wants so badly to be a part of it and can't realize that they don't really want him, but Roman's using him a little bit when the Usos couldn't get into Canada. Uh, I would say that I thought we would get that tag title match at clash at the castle, but 
the USOs not getting into Canada kind of makes me wonder if the USOs also maybe can't travel to the UK um, because Jimmy can't, well, Jimmy's got some issues. Let's just say it that way. I don't want to, I was going to be sarcastic and mean, but let's just say Jimmy, Jimmy needs help. And hopefully Jimmy's getting that help. But, Two uh, Spot Monkeys, episode 96, Jimmy's got some issues. The problem is people would think we're talking about you, and that's not true. <laughs> right. Now, I don't have those issues. Um, and, and I hope he's getting I, – I hope the fact that he's working regularly means he's getting the help he needs and, and that sort of thing. But, but sign me up for that tag match because I think that's going to be awesome. Um, speaking of Clash of the Castle, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get Gargano Theory there, don't you think? I would have to imagine. Uh, I mean, I'm, I pull up that card just to kind of, you know, we got five formal matches announced, which is actually at this stage, uh, you know, <laughs> for, for WWE, what we've been having in the past, like that's a good number, which I would imagine, you know, two or three more easily can be added um, in the next, you know, uh, three episodes of TV, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. Uh, so that's exciting. And yeah, Gargano theory makes a lot of sense. Um I don't want to speculate on other things too, but it's a good looking card on paper right now. And that's, that's, that's exciting. It sucks that, it, that, that it's happening at noon on a Saturday uh, Eastern time for the primary weekend of college football kickoff um, and Labor Day weekend. Like again, you, this is not listeners. This is not the first time you're going to hear me go, golly, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through Labor Day weekend with all that I want to experience? Oh, woe is me. Uh, trust me, I've already I've been looking at the idea of like you have Clash of Castle at eleven o'clock my time. Um, later that evening at eight o'clock my time, you have GCW's The Art of War Games two, uh, which has a sick looking War Games tag title match and a couple of other matches they've already announced that I'm like, yeah, sign me up, I want to see this. Then on Sunday you've got Clash of Castle or uh, Clash of Castle uh, Worlds Collide at three and then all out at six probably it'll start my time is worlds collide coming to us from the performance center it must be they haven't said anything about tickets or anything so it must be from um the nxt arena or whatever they're calling it now um which would make sense i i don't think that show would sell terribly well if they tried to do it on the road um and it doesn't sound like they're doing it in the UK, which because I think you would have wanted to put tickets on sale way before. Um, so yeah, I think it's just from from the performance center, which is fine. They'll have a good hot crowd there. And um, now, granted, at least I have Monday be off, so some of what I haven't seen over the weekend, I might be able to watch on Monday. But I'm also assuming my wife would like to spend some time on Labor Day weekend. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, and there's some other shows that GCW is doing as well that just I'm not even bothering to put on my radar because I'm like, if I can even get to see these four, I would be really happy. I'm not 100% sure even that all is going to happen. So, you know, adding in some other stuff that looks interesting just it ain't going to happen. I know that. Oh, and by the way, there's SmackDown on Friday Night and Rampage that week too. Um, that might be a week where I don't end up seeing SmackDown. Because come Saturday, if I have a chance to actually watch Clash at the Castle, I'll probably just watch Clash at the Castle and not not end up watching SmackDown. Or, again, pick out if there's something I really need to see that leads into Clash at the Castle. Uh, but they're taping that SmackDown actually tonight. So if I wanted to read spoilers and find out, I could. Um, we'll see. Yeah, and SmackDown tonight is in Detroit, Michigan. 
and I didn't even realize that until earlier in the week when my future son-in-law shot me a direct message saying, hey, they're giving away tickets if you enter this contest. And I was like, that's great. I can't even go. My daughter has her second cross-country race tonight, and it's a it's an awesome event. It's called Under the Lights. So she actually is not running until 10.30 p.m., oh, wow. um, which is cool. And the weather will be cool. Um, her first race on Wednesday, she raced in 87 degrees, and it was the most humid day of the week. So it wasn't a great first high school race, um, but it's behind us, and so we endeavor forward. Absolutely. Well, yeah, so WWE is just both we're both more excited about it i agree clash of the castle yeah they got they're gonna add at least three more i would say get us to eight matches that would make some sense um gargano theory makes some sense um there's some other things that make some sense that maybe i don't want to touch on because you still want to see just you know how the main event plays out so that that may or may not lead to something still um the U.S. title isn't being defended there. I think that would make some sense to have, you know, and you could do something on Raw, you know, where you have a battle royal or you have a four-way match or something. The thing I like that Triple H has been doing is making people earn title shots, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's the women's title tournament, whether it's the the kind of mini tournament they had Ciampa win to get a U.S. title shot, uh, the five-way match on SmackDown last week, that was an absolute banger. That was great. Um you know, to get um, to Sheamus, which I got to be honest, when I saw the five people, I was like, Ricochet, they're going to do Ricochet Gunther again, or Gunther again. Um, and that'll be really great again. And I hope that this Triple H obviously saw a lot in Ricochet and NXT. So I hope, and it seems like uh, Ricochet is going to get some more shine on the main roster, which is great because I think he's been terribly underutilized as so many have been on that roster. Um, so I thought Ricochet Gunther would be a really good match Um Seamus probably would have been my third-ish pick um, of who I thought might win that match out of the five. Uh, Sammy would have been a, an option, too, just to get him on the card. Uh, but but Gunther and Seamus are going to beat the tar out of each other at that show. So um, I think I will be... Seamus is really... I mean, he's he stepped it up. He's, you know, he's not my favorite, favorite wrestler by any means, but he, he's a hard hitter. So, I you know... I, I've come back around on Seamus. I've kind of gone up and down. I was a big fan of his for a while and then kind of wasn't. And then I loved him in the bar with Cesaro. And then he kind of floundered there for a little bit. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I don't feel like we've seen Butch since Triple H took over. I know he was in the graphic for the Intercontinental title match. So we'll see. I'm curious if Butch sticks around or if we get back to the bruiser weight. Um, because that was more Triple H's uh, vision for Pete Dunne. Which... Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Even I, if you want to call him Butch, please don't. But if you want to call him Butch, but just turn the character and don't make him the uh, the angry leprechaun or whatever in the world that character was that he's been doing. Like, <laughs> well, he's, he, to me, when he just has those like outbursts where they're like, I feel like they're grabbing him by the back of the shirt and, they're, and he's doing this thing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get him. Like, he reminds me of Hornswoggle. That's what it looks like. And part of it is he's standing by two enormous guys and pete dunn's not a really big guy to begin with which is not his fault obviously but i don't know bruiserweight please bring back the bruiserweight uh anything else on wwe tom i know we uh yeah no i'm excited to watch the main event for raw this week and then i'm excited to talk about clash at the castle 
and pick those matches next week. Um, I think, I mean, it, isn't it that venue going to have like 50K plus, maybe 60K? I think, yeah, it's a pretty big venue. It's a stadium, yeah. which those always look cooler. Yeah. Um, that should be look. that should be fun. That should be fun. Again, when I'm going to watch it, I, I, side note, back to fantasy wrestling scoring, I score next week. And I'm like, holy crap, how am I going to keep this in control? Well, reach out if you need help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it's, planning to watch stuff as I can too. So it's also um, the first week of like, like the the big all of the work I've been doing all summer for my job. Like we kick things off in a formal way next week too. So Monday's a big day. Life. No, no, yeah, yeah. I got so much time. Just can just <laughs> kick up, kick back, put my legs up. <laughs> We'll see how that goes for you next week, Tom. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's also like, you know, for a lot of us, that's kickoff weekend of college football. Um, right about the same time, a lot of games kick off. My Badgers don't play until later in the day next Saturday. Um, when, do your, when do your Wolverines play? Are they afternoon? High noon, like, high noon. yep. High noon. Um, yeah, my Badgers don't play till 6. Um, so that could, yeah, it's, it's going to be nutso. Um, Nebraska is all a flutter because uh, their first game is actually tomorrow. Um, they're in week zero, um, what they're calling this year over in Ireland. So they're looking forward to everybody's all all pumped up for the Huskers out here, um, probably to go and get waxed by Northwestern in Ireland. But that's just my opinion um, as a Badgers fan. So well, let's pivot over to AEW. We've still got a little bit of time. And, and we talked a lot about AEW last week. So this might be mostly focused on this week's Dynamite. Um, because we were pretty up to date, I believe, last week and last week's rampage. Perhaps I don't remember if anything super impressive happened on last week's rampage. Um, no, but it was a fun show and it was a good show to focus on the multiple personalities and other talents. So I think more of rampage, not schizophrenia, like, by the way, we weren't talking about that. Yeah, but more of rampages like that, where you get, I think there were five matches. Um, yeah. like and so you you get you get more. You get more options at the buffet. I don't know why I always want to default food control. Well, and you get you get more character. I, I now that you're saying that it 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 clicks with me a little more. You get more character development. More, yeah. you know, why should I care about these people? Um, and I, I think that's good when they do that. I, I like that. Like on Dynamite this week, before in between the world title match, which we'll talk about in a minute, and the trios uh, tournament match, they had that little video on Kenny Omega, like. He didn't have to appear on the show, but they just reminded you, hey, Kenny came back last week and you're going to see him next week anyways. And here's why you should be excited about that. Um, for anybody, maybe, maybe there are people who've picked up, I'm sure there are, into AEW that haven't been watching from the beginning. So they might not know what a big deal Kenny Omega is. But hey, here's why it was a big deal he came back. And you should be really excited to see this guy in the ring. Although he didn't, he didn't look like the best bout machine last week, but Sean Rossap brought up, and I think he's hundred percent right. Um, I was kind of thinking it too. Like that's part of the story is that he's not quite back. And then you're going to see him eventually get back. And then at some point there's going to be a match where he loses that shirt and the brace and everything. And the best bout machine is back and we're off and running. And forgive um, me if we talked about this, but I don't feel like we did. There was that spot with the dive with Dragon Lee when Omega was braced up on the guardrail on the outside. 
Like that was bananas. I I, yeah. I don't think we talked about it. I wanted I to brought it up I, briefly, but okay, that was just I, that. Still, that spot still lives in my, my, my in my brain. I'm just like, holy cow! How amazing, athletic, dangerous, uh, expletive, expletive, expletive. <laughs> right. Well, and and even at the end, I know we said we're going to talk about this week, but at the end of last week's show, like Kenny getting Dragon Lee up for the one winged angel, like. It was rough getting him up there, and I don't, I don't know if Dragon Lee that you know if Dragon Lee wasn't able to help as much, or, or you know if he was dead weight a little bit, or or what was going on, but um, it was it was rough looking. Part of me thinks it was supposed to be a little rough looking too, though. Like I I can definitely Kenny's a smart guy. Kenny Kenny knows what story Kenny wants to tell, um, so I can see him telling a a I'm not quite there. I'm not quite there. I'm not quite there. Okay, now I'm there, and you know then we really get into Kenny Omega. Um, I'm excited for it, though. This week, um, Crazy Good Rampage. Uh, Rampage. How about we call it Dynamite? Um, Crazy Good Dynamite uh, started off with a really good... Uh, good. Maybe I won't say really good. A good promo uh, battle, I guess, between Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and Daniel Garcia. Um, we didn't get the payoff here yet. We still have Garcia being torn. So as you and I have joked about... The Danielson Jericho match it all out might be turned into Daniel Garcia on a pole. We'll see. Um, but I like the angst that Garcia is feeling, you know, and I, I think we all know where it's going, but that's okay. Sometimes you can like, sometimes the right thing to do is the right thing to do. Like it's the obvious thing to do, but it's also the thing that makes the most sense. I would, I'm still not like super excited about a Jericho Danielson match, but I know it'll be good. And I think that was kind of how you were feeling a little bit last week, Tom, too. What was your, after this promo, were you more excited for Jericho Danielson? Or maybe you were excited. I don't remember. Yeah. So I I think I was excited. And if I wasn't, I am very excited. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm super high on Jericho. And I literally, like, for a number of years, like, Jericho wasn't, like, in my top 10. And, and, I, and it's hard to say he's in my top 10 now, but, like, I have so much respect for his career and the longevity. So my my opinion on Chris Jericho as uh, as a uh, with the arc of his career has changed, and I think that this last chapter or whatever the final chapters in AEW will be for him cement an amazing legacy where he will be considered as one of the more impactful, influential, um, you know, meaningful pro wrestlers in in the in the legacy of of pro wrestling. I, I'm going to give you my one criticism of the promo segment. And that is Jericho was pretty early on saying that he needed Garcia to apologize. And then I felt like that detail got lost in the back and forth. I feel like that really should have been a point of like Jericho, like reiterating all I need is an apology, Daniel. All, like, 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 and it, in the same breath, like, depending on how he delivers that, he can be either condescending, which I can think that's kind of how it started, or it could be like he people begin to go, you know what, actually Jericho's right, and then it turns in babyface, which is not what they want to do here. Right. I just felt like that to me as I watched that segment play out, that was an early kind of like, and this is what I need, this is the action I need of you, and here's how I need you to respond, and then and then it was. It was, a, it was an important detail. It's an important part of the story, I think, that got caught up in everything else that went on. 
So that was so I didn't I didn't like that. Everything else I loved. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it worked. Um I actually missed the shove the first time and had to rewind to go kind of see how that played out. Um, because I heard him say, Oh, he shoved him down, and I, you know, I just looked away and was like, Of course, turn away the moment something interesting happens. So I, you know, that worked. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see Garcia gets involved at the match. Uh, the bummer to me to this bummer of this to me is I think it means we're not getting a Daniel Garcia match at the pay-per-view because I think he is somehow involved. I'm kind of thinking it's going to be somewhere along the lines of like Jericho wants him to interfere or hit Brian with a chair and he either doesn't and Jericho gets mad and that leads to the finish or, you know, he ends up hitting Jericho or something like that. So, you know, some sort of thing around that is kind of where I'm leaning right now. Unless Garcia is in the casino uh, ladder match, that would be a, a cool spot for him. But um, they haven't even begun to talk about how they're going to fill that. Maybe they're just going to tell us who's all in it. Um, or maybe it'll be a surprise. Who knows? Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I thought there were a lot of other good things. I, you know, Swerving Our Glory versus the Acclaimed getting set up was was good. Um, I think that it kind of felt a little rushed for me. Uh, more than a little, it was very okay. rushed. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like they hadn't they didn't really set anything up for him. So I'm just glad we're getting a tag title match. Um, and it's not a three way because they kind of fell into a rut there for a little while where it was like every time they had a pay per view, it's like we'll put a three way tag match on there. Um, so I'm kind of glad it's just at least a two on two. Um, the pivot in the six man which kind of came out of nowhere. And I had to laugh when Sanjay Dutt is like, I never told you who his partners were going to be. Go back and watch the promo. He clearly said Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. He did. (laughs) But okay, you pivoted and you took out the two guys I care least about in that match, um, in Dutt and and Satnam Singh. I guess they're going to save the powerbomb because like, in my mind, that six man was set up so that Wardlow would powerbomb Satnam Singh. Like that was the whole point of the six man. Not that he couldn't still do it, but now it seems a little less. Um, it's not a match, I guess, if it happens now. But Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. So you're going to get the Motor City Machine Guns and FTR in the same ring. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. I just got way more excited. Remember how I hated that match last week? I still don't love that FTR is not just in a straight tag match. Like FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns straight up would be awesome. And Wardlow versus Jay Lethal would make sense. I won't say it would be awesome. If it were for the TNT title, that would make more sense. Like, I'd rather them split this into two matches. But I'm going to get the Motor City Machine Guns and FTR in the same ring. So, cool. Like, I'm in. And I hope that leads to maybe, you know, Motor City Machine Guns aren't signed to AEW. Chris Saban is signed to Impact Wrestling. And Alex Shelley is actually a free agent, so he can do whatever he wants. Um yeah, I was hoping we were getting Shelly back when they ran Blood and Guts because they were in Detroit. I'm like, it's like an easy, it's an easy plug and play. And when that didn't happen, I wasn't disappointed. I was like, okay, well, maybe next time. So and now that he's going back to GCW, and is he working? Blake Christian. Blake Christian, that's right. Yeah, I and I'm that. still holding out hope based on the last GCW show in Detroit in June that when they return in October, they're at the big. I'm gonna assume they're gonna be at the bigger concert hall venue and they were teasing last time nick wayne and jordan oliver versus shelly and saban so well, they seem to be building wayne and oliver a little bit as a tag team in gcw so 
Um, I'm, I'm kind of liking that. I haven't seen a lot of it, but just the, the way it sounds, looks, and some of the matches they're getting. Um, I, I, I wish I could see more GCW. I just, somebody could put more hours in the day. That would be hours in the day and dollars in my pocket. Um, that's kind of what I need more of both right now. So, so you, you bring up with, with the, with the, the pivot here and the addition of motor city machine guns and that's promo. And then what had happened previously, I, I, I'm wondering, because my connection to this as well is when they showed the graphic for the next trios tournament match tonight, the three <laughs> members of dark order, there was a great out member. And originally Which, in the first graphic, that wasn't the case. No, and so terrible. I don't I don't I don't know of a dark or dark elevation angle that has led to that change. It really wasn't named on Wednesday, but it, but it's those minor details like the Sanjay dot thing, the, the you get a graphic with this, and then the next time you get a graphic, it's changed without explanation. Those are th- yeah, those are things that I think like AW is not being called to task for. And they're not like make or break things, right? Like in in and I think as we'll see tonight, because I don't know the spoilers, but I know we talked a lot about what our opinion was last week, what your opinion and what I kind of co-signed on regarding Dark Order. Those are all like fans win in the end, but from like a transparency standpoint up front, it appears that like you know, saying this and then doing this, like that that only lasts for so long before you burn. You burn the, the the trust. Well, and even it wasn't called out why it was. And even when they announced when they were running through the rampage card and, and next week's dynamite card there at the end of the show, like they always do before the main event, you know, they just said House of Black versus Dark Order in the Trios tournament. They didn't say Dark Order and John Silver and Alex Reynolds need to find a third partner or so, like there was nothing. It was just like like that was always the team. And like you said, it wasn't. Um and, and yeah, I'm if there was an angle, I'm unaware of it uh, to take ten out, or if he's been injured, I'm unaware of it. Like they didn't they didn't call that out. So I agree. They there are those things they still need to tighten up. Um, and and that's where like, and I don't I don't know what his setup is. Although it sounds like it's kind of Tony for the most part, but like Tony could use somebody. You know, we used to talk about it in WWE for WWE like a continuity director or a continuity manager or something who can be that person who isn't necessarily trying to come up with the storylines, but is just the person to sit back and go, okay, so if you do that, we had done this a week ago. How do we tie that together? Or you can't really do that without some explanation because all of a sudden, you know, this, which brings me to the world title. We had our world title unification match. You and I both last week, both thought it was going to be some sort of a schmoz, DQ, you know, somebody interferes, something like that, some sort of draw, um, some sort of inconclusive finish that leads us then to Punk Mox at the pay-per-view. Uh, that was not what happened. John Moxley wiped the freaking floor with CM Punk and treated him like the Road Warriors treated the Mulkey Brothers back in 1986. What the... Was that... What it was was my friggin' fantasy wrestling league team going down the toilet again. <sighs> I've lost more titles this year than I care to talk about, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I, I like where it was positioned on the card. I was intrigued when they early on in the night said, "In our main event tonight, it'll be Death Triangle versus um, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open." And I don't know how much time we're going to have to get to that match, but uh, yeah, I'd like to watch that match again because I watched it. 
and I had it most of my attention on it, but at times I was distracted by things. Like I would really like to take the 30 minutes or whatever it was um, and just sit and just watch that because that was friggin' phenomenal. Um, not that we'd expect anything less from those six gentlemen, but w- what was your thought as you watched? I know we both saw the world title match without having been spoiled, which is great. What? What was what was your thought? What what was going on, Tom? So I, I was really surprised. I was really surprised when, and and again, and and, and yes, he wiped the floor with Punk, but it took an injury and three finishers. So it it definitely opens up. You know, if they want to make Punk sympathetic, they can. If Punk comes back and goes, you know what, I came back too early because, and you fans don't care. And now he turns heel. Okay, that there's there's money and there's motivation there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And even the promo that Mox cut after that, I think it was like one or two segments after the match. Like you're just just like very like fired up and fueled up. And I know tonight they've already said on Twitter um, that we're gonna get backstage stuff with Punk and 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 comments or something to that effect. So I'm excited to see that and. Which, good use of Rampage, by the way. Yeah. Good use of you had a major angle happen on Wednesday, and we're going to follow up with it on, on Friday. Instead of just saying, tune in next Wednesday in Dynamite, which just tells you Rampage isn't important, and they've done that a few times. Um, good use of Rampage to do this. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're good. And so, I, so I was stunned. So, like, you know, I know I know we didn't know what we didn't know, and, and, and things change because, you know, Mox has momentum and Mox has been amazing this summer. The summer He's of Moxley been has been hot. has been awesome, right? Um, and and again, Punk winning and then having an injury, just a really bad timing. But how do you how do you then shift that um to make more money and tell more stories? Who knows? Who knows what what was, is, or will be the plan. All I know is like being in the moment and along for the ride right now, I'm like, wow, this is this is cool. Like I, I, I some, sometimes, and again, you and I both know we like to prognosticate. We like to go, I could see, or I wonder if. I just, I don't know, and I, and I don't know what if here. So let me just buckle up and sit back and enjoy. So let me ask you this: sitting here at you know whatever time in the morning on a Friday morning, do you think we're getting Punk Oxley at the pay per view next week? And if not, and and, and your answer to this to number one doesn't need, like I'd, I'd still love to hear your answer to number two regardless. Do you think we're getting Punk Moxley? If we get Punk Moxley, that's the main event, duh. But if if they don't, let's say Punk maybe the in, maybe he did come back, like maybe in real life he did come back too soon, and maybe that's why they did the quick match, and he's going to need to go away again for a little bit. Hypotheticals. What then would you have main event the pay per view if it's not Punk Mox, and yet I'm. Like they're gonna have to tell me a good story to get back to Punk Mox because Moxley wiped the freaking floor with him, even with an injury. I, I so I I have to think that 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 world that is our world title match at all out. Um, it's it's crazy to think based on what happened, unless Punk was faking out right like and why and why would he do that unless he's turning heel and we would need to know more and when you look at when you look at the promo the week before and what led to this happening so quickly like it's 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 like it's it's just a lot to digest and a lot to take in um i don't see anyone else 
that I can just name off the top of my head being the challenger for Moxley right right now. I'm sure if I gave it a little bit more thought and 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 I kind of look, looked at the roster and thought about TV a little bit differently, I could come up with something. I, I can't right now. So that's why I go, it has to be Moxley and Punk. The other part of that is that's Chicago. That's CM Punk territory. Like, so, like, did they do what they did Wednesday to get us to all out, to give the opportunity to have Punk have a hometown revalidation? If that even makes sense, um, or and that's and, and if he's going heel, like the the, the only, maybe not the most apt comparison, but the thing I default to is like he'll be like Bret Hart in '97 in Canada that night, but then everywhere else that he goes, he'll be like Bret Hart in the United States in '97. So um, yeah, and 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 then so to your other question. Based on the card I'm seeing right now, the only other match that I think could be the main event would be the Trios Tournament Finals. Right. And if that were to happen, if you had John Silver and Alex Reynolds on your uh, AEW main event, main eventing a pay-per-view bingo card for 2022, congratulations. Because I don't think anybody had that. And I like John Silver and Alex Reynolds. But just let's be honest, they have not been presented as main eventers. And you could have them win two matches to get to that title match. And to me, they still would not feel like main eventers. Now, maybe they're going to have a main eventer as their third member. We've talked about that. You know, it sure seems like it could go that way. Neither of us have read the spoilers for tonight and don't want to know um, because we've made it this far. So why not wait an extra 12 hours and find out? Um, But yeah, I... I, Part of me is like, they, they can't do Punk Mox again after that. But... I'll let them tell the story and maybe they can make it make sense for me because it almost seems like they have to, the only name that could show up on like Wednesday night, like if Mox comes out, let's say punk can't work or isn't working or whatever happens and he's not doing the pay-per-view. The only name that if Mox walked out there and was like, and now there's nobody who can challenge me for this. The only two names that would make any sense, like a little bit would be, if you did a Blackpool Combat Club member versus Mox, i.e. Claudio. Um, but I don't think I'd do that because you don't want to beat Claudio at this point. I think you're you're still building Claudio as the Ring of Honor World Champion, so I don't think you want to do that. Um, or MJF. I mean, that would be the guy who's out there who could show up at some point. But, again, if you want to go simply on the rankings, now he could say Tony Khan was you know, gave me a title shot to get me to come back or something like that. But the last time we saw him in the ring, he got absolutely waxed by Wardlow. So he hasn't done anything to earn a title shot. He's not in the top five rankings because we haven't seen him since the dynamite after that happened. Um, But he's the only name that I could see that people would be like, oh, crap, he's back. You know, he could. But again, I don't know if I want to do that with four days notice. Like, I feel like you could build to that a lot better if you were going to do that. So that's the only name that I've thought of that, like, if they were going to do something like that could work. I still wouldn't think it was the right call. Um, But for me, they're going to have to tell me a story, at least, as to why Punk deserves a title shot on Sunday, next Sunday. Um, Yes, there was an injury. I understand that. But, hey, it's pro wrestling. Sorry, pal. Um, But, I mean, he just got smashed. Um, It wasn't a flash roll up. It wasn't a nothing. Yeah, butt kicked. Um, 
And that hey, that happens sometimes. And I like when they do things like that. For instance, the Goldberg Lesnar match, uh, what at Survivor Series a number of years ago, where Goldberg beat Lesnar in like 20 seconds or whatever it was. Like there's a UFC-ish quality to that because you never know. Like if you buy a UFC paper, you I used to buy a lot of them. I haven't bought one in years now. Uh, but I used to buy a lot of them and you never knew that main event you were really looking forward to might go five rounds, might be 25 minutes and it might go 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there used to be people get mad about that. Well, I paid 60 bucks and, you know, there's match last 20 seconds. Well, hey, somebody got knocked out or tapped out or whatever. Hey, it happens. Um, so I like when, when ooh, I almost said WWE, when wrestling companies um, do things like that sometimes. So this could be that. But then you still, you know, in the UFC world, if you get knocked out in 20 seconds, you probably don't get the next match, you know, for the title. You got to go win a match or two. So I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they play it out, especially if they are going back to Punk Mox. How do they make it make sense? Um, but I'll give them the chance to do it because they've earned they've earned that in my eyes. Um, I mean, I enjoy the product so much that. All right, let's see. Can you do it? You probably can. I mean, they can probably come up with a way of having all right, I'm in. Yep, you sold me. Yeah, I didn't think I could do it, but you sold me. Um, yeah, the trios title would be the only other thing I would agree to on that second question. Um, you know, now with the the women's title going to an interim, and I hate them doing interim titles, but whatever, it is what it is. Um, so who who's your interim women's champ? Let's just, uh, and I realize we're going to do picks next week, so I don't mean to just, you know, make you reveal, but with the, the caveat that you can change this between now and next week's pick, who are you like when you see those four women, what's your initial thought? Yeah. So it's, it's gotta be either Tony storm or Britt Baker. And I probably oh. am leaning towards like Tony storm more so in that way. Um, so here's, here's, I think another flaw with AEW specifically in the women's division. And, and, and this may be applicable to the world title and TNT title as well. I just haven't thought about it in that sense. And I don't feel like it's as like fractured. Athena is a great example of someone who probably should be considered for the world title. And Athena never is mentioned because she seemed connected at the hip to a path to Jade Cargill. And that's been from day one. I kind of think we're getting that at all out. By the way. And I agree. But, 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 but why, why, why is the TBS title nothing against it? Why is that the motivation for Athena and not the world title? And especially in a spot like this, like, Acknowledging that, you know, whatever the announcement and then the follow-up happened pretty quickly. Did we need did we need to know that did we need to know the, the, the competitors on Wednesday night? I argue that we didn't. I argue that you could have easily gone off the air and said, Hey, we're gonna have a four-way if that's your decision, and we're gonna have an interim. And definitely Tony Storm was already on gonna challenge, so she's in there, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna identify who the next best three are in the next week, right? Give me some more reason to tune back in or give people who are focused on this division specifically, because there are fans who specifically just, I believe, want to follow the women's division. You, you gave them the cow and the milk and the farm on Wednesday. Well, that's interesting. Um, I was trying to pull up the rankings and their last rankings are August 10th. Come on, AEW. Uh, what would it be? August 24th would be what we'd be looking for. 
see, I thought you said my comment about the cow, the milk, and the farm was interesting, but I'm oh. glad that you added the context that you were looking at the rankings. Uh, yes. Okay, so August 24th, here are the rankings for the women. Uh, Tony Storm, number one, so she's in the four-way. Britt Baker, number two, she's in the four-way. Uh, Athena, number three, not in the four-way. Anna Jay, number four, not the four-way. And Jamie Hayter, number five, in the four-way. So how does Sheeta get in over, maybe if Athena's going for the TBS title, the easy way to, to say why Athena's not in that four-way is to, right before you do the Thunder Rose angle, you announce Jade Cargill and Athena for the TBS title. Yeah. So then when you do it, you say, and Athena would have been in it, but she's already got the TBS title shot and she wants to get her hands on Jade Cargill. So she declined the option for the four-way and, and wants to get her hands on Jade Cargill. Okay, fine. I can, again, why would she want the shot at the TBS over the world? But she does have this ongoing thing with Jade Cargill. So if you just say, well, she wants to get her hands on Jade Cargill. All right, at least you give me a reason. That's cool. Uh, Anna Jay is going to choke somebody out because she ain't in that four-way. Uh, so she's going to, she, and she should be on Rampage or on Dynamite in the next week and say, hey, I'm the number four ranked wrestler and I wasn't put into that four-way and I'm going to choke out whoever did that. Let her, let her make that part of her story then. Um, we'll see. Maybe they will. But um, interesting that they didn't just choose the top four um, or four of the top five at least for that match. So interesting, interesting. Uh, anything else AEW related? Uh, we saw the return of Kip Sabian, who's going after PAC. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was, and that was building, I think on dark or dark elevation. Like he had been in the crowd like. during his title defenses. There was a couple title defenses over in the UK and they were, they were, they were again, and those are extra shows. They, they are important in, in the lexicon, right? Because they use those to build to the big things, rampage dynamite and the pay-per-views. But not everybody watches those, as you and I have discussed before. So, you know, if someone was mad that that happened on Wednesday, but what didn't have the context, and I think I and you probably have more context, because at least if we're not watching them, we're maybe like perusing results as we're scoring them for fantasy wrestling. So we have that general awareness that, that you know, even if you're a diehard, but you're not watching those, then you wouldn't have. Like only a true diehard would probably be able to make that connection. Right. That being said, that main event, regardless of that interaction, which I thought was impactful and important, because if that's the match we get at the pay-per-view as well, add to the good, um, that match was amazing. That six-man was bananas. And here's the thing. United Empire won, and now it's United Empire and the Elite next week. How in the ever-loving world will they top it? That's rhetorical, because I do feel they will top it. And I'm like, how blessed are we? How blessed by the pro wrestling athleticism, spirits, gods, you whatever you prefer, that we're getting these free every Wednesday night. <laughs> well, and how in the ever loving world, um, and I assume it's because um, maybe Osprey is needed. I'm looking through the cards really quick here for the second, third. Um, Nope. Um, new Japan starts a new tour Labor Day weekend uh, over in Japan. The finals of this tournament, as good as they could be, will pale in comparison to the dynamite side of the ledger 
I mean, that's the tournament. I'm sorry. Like the finals is just who gets to lose to whoever to whoever wins between United Empire and the Elite. You and I both believe that's going to be the Elite. Um, because we made our pick last week and I spoiler, I don't see that changing. I mean, unless United Empire somehow wins they haven't win that match, which would shock the world uh on Wednesday night and would be really interesting in in a lot of ways, because I think it's a foregone conclusion for everybody that that the elite are winning. Um it would be really interesting for them to do that, uh, to pivot. But coincidentally, uh, on Saturday, September 3rd, just scrolling real quick here. Yeah, William Osprey does not appear early on that uh, tour for New Japan. So he's at least potentially available um, for the pay-per-view. So who knows, maybe, and maybe something else happens. I, I hope, I hope if Osprey's available, he's on that card in, in Chicago next weekend, whether it's, whether it isn't a shock in the trios title for tournament finals or just wrestling somebody, um, put him against Pentagon or Phoenix. I don't care. Like that'd be fun. Um, so Yeah. AEW, really fun. WWE has become fun. Wrestling, yay, at this point, is what I'm saying. Tom, anything else you want to cover before we uh, get out of here? No, I hope I can watch a lot of wrestling in the next week. So we have a rich conversation, and we'll come back next week. Uh, we're, as you said, and as we talked about on the intro, three events to pick. Uh, so lots of conversation around those. Next week probably will be a long episode. I better go block off time on my calendar now. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. Next week will be a big episode of three pickums. The week after uh, we'll be talking, obviously a reaction to those shows as well as making some NFL picks. Cause we like to pivot for a week uh, right around the NFL start and uh, pick our bears and lions to be in the NFC championship game against each other. So, uh, okay. Spoiler. We're probably not going to do that. Maybe Tom will, but, uh, I love I'm my not, bears. I'm, I'm not going to tip my cap any direction today. Don't see that. Uh, and I think your lines will be better, but uh, yeah. A lot of good teams in the NFC. Um, but we'll talk about that in two weeks. So uh, come on back and see us next week. Talk, uh, Listen to us. Talk to us. You can always talk to us. You can chat. You can send us messages on Twitter or um, we're at Two Spot Monkeys. Uh, we have an email, twospotmonkeysgmail.com. Feel free to send in any any questions, thoughts, um, whatever. Uh, we'd love to chat about those kinds of things too. If there's ever something you want to hear us talk about, uh, we'd love to hear that. So everybody stay safe. Have a great week. Like Tom said, watch a whole bunch of wrestling and enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next week at Two Spot Monkeys Live.